Tracy. And I'm Sharon. And we are Feet of Clay, Confessions of the Cult Sisters. Oh, because there's no sister like a cult sister. Am I right? Am I right? right? Yes, you are. But fortunately, we are not in that cult anymore. But it's been a long road out. And for over 40 years, we've shared an amazing journey together. Yes, we have. It's been a parallel journey with lots of tears and laughter and anger and angst and... And fun! Don't forget the fun! (laughs) And fun, and fun. So these are our stories. So folks, buckle in and enjoy the ride with us. Okay. All right, we're recording? We are. Okay, so this is kind of informal, like we... We're thinking, is this really worthy of an episode or is what the heck is this thing? So Yeah, but people do. I have had some feedback from my own children that they need a little bit more context. Context, context, right. So, yeah. So we understand that of our listeners, there will be very few people that will be familiar with Last Days Ministries. Not that there will be very few, but there will be a few who are very familiar with, right? There will be a few who will be very familiar with them. Like Troy O'Brien, who are so familiar and read the book 15 times, which still blows my mind away. Right. But then there's also going to be some people who like have no fucking clue at all. Like they didn't grow up religious. They don't know. Yeah, none of this. And then probably the majority of people are going to fall somewhere in between those two groups, right? Somewhere in between. So we figured it would be a great idea if we could do just a short episode, pre-episode, prologue, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever you want to call this. (laughs) to, To give some kind of basic timeline and definitions Kind of like a 10,000-foot view, the who, what, when, and where. Right. But we're not supposed to get into the why, right? Because like Uh the why, that's the stuff we're going to cover in all of our other juicy episodes. But I'm going to tell you, this is going to really test our self-control to not give commentary on the why and Tracy when just, you start mentioning some people, yes, I'm going to be yeah, trying yeah. to be very good. And like <laughs> FYI, I have never in my entire lifetime been accused of having self-control. Okay. <laughs> um, I, yes, I actually, <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. Uh, so as we've been piecing this together, I've gone back over my journals. I think Sharon, you've had some journals. I just want to yeah, say my journals that I have like a lot of journals <laughs> and in my journals, I have stacks of them. I think on one of my po- pages, I show a picture, but throughout it, I apologized for never journaling enough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've looked at publishing dates. I definitely cross-checked some of those with some online references. We've talked to folks who also were um, there. We've tapped into our own recall the best we could. Best we could. But yeah. Okay. So therein lies the problem, right? Like reliability of memories or Mm -hmm. or deficiencies thereof. So I'd love to say that we are giving the facts, like just the facts, ma'am. You know, so remember like Sergeant Joe Friday, Joe Friday. on, mm-hmm. on Dragnet, on Dragnet. Right. Or did he? So 
Do you mm. know out there, folks, that Sergeant Friday never mm. actually said that line? And remember, Tracy, I told you this, and you wanted to argue with me. You were I like, did, no, because did. I, yeah, just the facts, <laughs> just the facts, ma'am. I can see right. him pursing his lips. I know, right? But so like, actually, okay, I also have to say this. So I'm, I'm kind of trusting internet sources because I did not go back and watch every single minute of all those old episodes. But I did, I was trying to find a clip of it because I thought that'd be really cute, you know, and clever to put it in here. Yeah. And I was trying to find a clip to prove you wrong, but I didn't do it. Yeah. (laughs) So, so it wasn't there. So that just goes to show that all of our memories can be prone to inaccuracy. Correct. But we are doing the best that we can. So unlike the Pope, because you and I were both good Catholic girls, yeah. or the Bible, as we used oh, to believe, as we, used we to are believe. not infallible. No, no. no. Uh, so if anyone finds an error in anything that, you know, you guys can drop us a note and it can be substantiated, please let us know because we really are doing our best to correct the record on yes. this. Yes. Yes, we are. Okay. So let's let's start with some definitions. All right. So the first one is the first part of the name of our podcast, Feet of Clay. Feet of Clay. And this comes from my father, who I used to argue religion with a lot, believe it or not. And he was a student <laughs> of history. And he would always just, you know, come out with these Latin quotes. And one of the things he would just say is, you know, all idols have feet of clay. And we lived in Italy where there were statues everywhere. And I was a very literal child. And I was mm. like, all idols? Like underneath that gold statue is their, you know, feet of clay. Uh, And it took me a little bit longer to realize, oh, that's what he was talking about. Everybody has these hidden weaknesses within their character that um, are referred to as feet of clay. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, there's also in the Bible, Daniel interprets Nebuchadnezzar's dream and it's something about these idols, you know, it starts with the head's got gold and then all the way down and the feet mm. are mixed clay and iron or something like that. And But you know, when you first talked about it, feet of clay, I thought about that. Obviously, there's these idols uh, in Christian lore that we're going to talk about, Keith Green being yes. one of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, also it's like the foundation on which we stand. So we ourselves, every it's just we all do. Nobody's nobody's gold from tip to toe. I mean, we're just <laughs> no, yeah. no, nobody is, and yeah. that's been a long lesson for you and I to learn it. Because at one point yes. we were trying to be perfect. We were, even as we were. Right, God was perfect. So you you got um, there. You got a little closer than I did. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> so my just toes are are, are clay. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe just the tips. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, the other part of our name is Confessions of the Cult Sisters. So, Tracy, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that you can go uh, Google about about cults. Uh, You know, what we have took us a long time, first of all, to even say that we were a part of a cult. I know, Um, I know, a lot of high control groups. um, Some of the hallmarks, and you can go down. There's some some super lists that you can look at. But definitely a para group, not a part of a mainstream religion, um, a lot of shared beliefs, practices, definitely a sense of elitism uh, yeah. happening yeah. in those that they have the answers that everybody else usually led by a very dynamic personality that also has elements of uh, just a wackiness. 
Right? <laughs> um, and I, everybody right. jokes that we came from Waco, right? Because no. we were out in Texas and it wasn't Waco, but we often will say we were definitely a little wacko. We were wacko. And I think the other thing is cult followers, like most cult, cult followers have in common. They're people who are looking for something, trying to find meaning, trying to find belonging, looking for answers to to pain, unresolved pain in their lives. And I know that was absolutely true for you and me and probably just about everyone I can think of that was there. Yeah, and especially young people, right? You get them vulnerable at, at an age when they really are a blank slate in many ways, and that environment can start writing some very harmful and dangerous yeah. messages. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so another term is evangelical. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, this having this emphasis on sharing the good news. Well, not actually sharing the good news, but really kind of cramming <laughs> it down people's throats. So go into all the world and preach the gospel. So we're looking to evangelize and convert others. And of course, if you come from this belief that every soul is going to eternal hell unless they believe exactly the right way. Well, if you are a compassionate person, then of course you want to be evangelistic because you want to help save everybody. Absolutely. You're going to go share that good news. That's Mm. right. All right. Whether it's welcomed or not. Anyway, so then charismatic. (laughs) (laughs) So charismatic, that's another term. and, And so there's this, these verses in the Bible, in the book of Acts, in the second chapter of Acts, and this this experience of Pentecost, right? Pentecostalism. And it has to do with, all right, folks, mm. it has to do with some really <laughs> bat crazy shit, right? So it's like this. Yes, it does. Emotional I'm glad you're explaining this. Yeah, raising of hands, dancing, and there's these things called the gifts of the spirit. So it includes a speaking in tongues and that some is, people don't even if you're outside of this this we're going to explain this later <laughs> yeah yeah well this is like talking in a different language that the angels somehow <laughs> implant into your brain right okay so that's speaking in tongues and you can speak uh, in it or you can sing in it all right uh-huh. and then there's words of wisdom so mm-hmm. that's where you just, you know something. You just, it just drops into your heart and brain from the Holy Spirit and you know something that could never otherwise be known and you can call it out and you can tell someone what they're thinking or what's about to happen. No, no, that would be prophecy. Anyway, but okay, words of wisdom. And then there's prophecy. It's like foretelling the future. Yeah. Uh, which is what drew me because it's kind of like magic, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, I want to have some of this power. Um, we should have just gone I, to Hogwarts. We should have just gone to Hogwarts. Totally that would have been better. <laughs> um, and then there's the term fundamentalist. You'll hear that a lot lately. Um, you know, you can have fundamentalists in not just Christianity, right? In right, other religions. Right. But in Christianity, yeah. it is the strict, firm, literal interpretation of the Bible. So that it's every word is inspired every and word. true. And That's I'm, right. I'm telling you. We'll have some stories on where that really derailed us from. from <laughs> that from can regular that, life, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you can get in such a deep hole <laughs> following that. So, all right, and so then there's just other general terms that we'll use from time to time, and you'll you already know the answers or the definitions of those. Like, what is an asshole? Yeah. All right. So next up, we've got like some of the players, the who's. Okay, so Keith Green, 
He was born in 1953. He became a born-again Christian at age 21. He was a top-selling, he became a top-selling Christian musician, like albums, concerts, he'd pack out big stadiums, he wrote articles, and he was the leader of Last Days Ministries. So um, I think... I think in 74, he married a woman named Melody Steiner, then became Melody Green. Sadly, Keith was killed in a plane crash, a small private plane in Texas in 1982. That was along with 10 other people, including Mm. two of his children, um, Josiah, who was almost four, Mm -hmm. and Bethany, who was two and a half years old. Yeah, and we'll definitely have some podcasts where we explain that more. So Melody Green, his wife, whom he married, um, she was born, she was younger. She was born in 1946. No, 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 older. She was older. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do the math, woman. Do the math. He was younger. (laughs) He was younger. Um, And she's still alive. She had two daughters with Keith, actually, you know, you just had mentioned two of her other um, children yeah. were part of that plane crash. It's so sad. Uh, she did get briefly engaged to another young man um, while we were still there, and yeah. then they called that off. And then um, after we left, she married a man called Andrew Steve Wright in 1991. Uh, they announced their divorce in 2000. Um, she is known for co-writing some of her songs with Keith and, of course, the book, the book that is often mm-hmm. referred to in some of our stories called No Compromise, The Life Story of Keith Green is kind of how a lot of people today know about who he is. Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah. And she does, she, well, she had a big emphasis uh, being anti-abortion. That was like a huge kind of claim to fame for a while. And, yeah, you um, were a part of that. You actually yeah, write some of, articles with her. <laughs> one of those things I need to repent for and do penance for sure. Um, All right. And, and she, she continues, yeah, the website, if you go on, there's a last day's website that she continues to run where you can get some of the newsletters and articles uh, that will chill your soul. <laughs> Not yeah. in a good way. <laughs> All right. So then other players at Last Days, there was another couple, Wayne and Kathleen Dillard. They had joined Last Days when they were single, didn't know each other. This was back in California. Wayne was an elder or became an elder pretty quickly. Um, He and Kath got married in 1980 after the whole ministry had moved to Texas. They were the first directors of the Intensive Christian Training School. We'll have to define that in a minute. Ding, ding, Um, ding. Uh After Keith's death, uh, Wayne continued to work with Melody through 1991. Um, Wayne himself died in 2010. That was very sad. And Mm -hmm. uh, his widow, Kathleen, she runs what she calls a prophetic prayer ministry. Can you hear the self-control that I am exerting right now? Can Um, you hear it? Yes, you are. Okay. Yes. Uh, (laughs) She started that with her husband and she continues that today. And then we have Martin and Sharon Bennett. Um, Yes. You guys joined Last Days also as singles, and that's part of your story that they can yeah. hear as far as how you guys got together. But Martin was also an elder, right? So there was a, uh, I know even when I went, Keith was very proud of his three um, triune, I think it was kind of like, because it's like the Trinity, right? There's three of you, um, Martin, Keith, and Wayne. And then um, you actually were led to the Lord by Keith Green in 1975 when you were just 14 years old. Yes. Uh, you, you 
ended up marrying um, Dear Martin and becoming part of that leadership team. Mm-hmm. And then you were kicked out. Um, we that's were. a whole story in and of itself as far as kind of the split. You know, mm-hmm. Keith was very proud of this triune that always kind of came to agreement together. And then there was a split. And uh, you guys were kicked out. Yeah. But that was and after he died. That was that, that was, was after yeah. he died. Yeah. When Melody was running the show. Right. Right. And then divorced in 2005. Now, Martin is still um, he calls himself a Christian. He still kind of follows, I think, a lot of what we all once did follow. But mm-hmm. you are not. Nope. Absolutely fucking not. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. So, all right. The next two players in this drama are Lindsay and Tracy Reed. So Tracy, oh. originally Phelan and now Phelan. That would be yes. you. So you attended, the, yeah, you attended the first ICT in uh, January of 82. And mm-hmm. then you, you, over the course of the next year, became a staff member. And then you worked as a counselor or something, a, 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 a counselor, counselor in the ICT <laughs> yeah. school. Thanks. <laughs> All yep, right. That, that, yeah. that would be true. So Lindsay, your to-be husband, he attended the third ICT in the summer of 1982. And actually that's the same summer that the plane crashed and Keith died. He mm-hmm. also later worked at ICT. And then the two of you, still single, you became yep. directors of the Intensive Christian Training School in 1985. Now, could it be that was a sign from God? Uh-oh, it was I'm a sign into from God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, okay. and we will get into that, but yeah. yes, we're so you got going to keep going. Okay, you got married in 86, and then you left- The very in, end of 86, so 86. December of 86. 86, mm-hmm. okay, then you left in July of 87. You divorced in 2006. Mm-hmm. Lindsay mm-hmm. remains a Christian and yes, Tracy, you are not Christian, are you? I am I am not. I am no longer a believer. I am yes. so thankful for that. So thankful. <laughs> well, I don't know that everybody feels that way, but <laughs> I do. I do. And okay. All right. So last day's ministries, the organization itself, you'll hear us refer to it as LDM. So technically, it was a religious nonprofit organization, which means, hey, folks, paid no taxes, no taxes. Also, didn't pay salaries to the people who worked for them. But, oh, see, I'm going mm. into commentary. Yep, okay. going into commentary. It was founded by Keith Green. So its roots uh, were in the mid to late 70s, started out in the suburbs of Woodland Hills, California, taking in people who had various needs. So in 1979... Last days relocated to East Texas. This, which to was Waco? like, no, not Waco. It was the evangelical Christian mecca of East Texas. Um, initially purchased, uh, I think it was about a hundred acres, along with this big house and a, and a barn. And gradually, uh, LDM increased the real estate holdings, bought hundreds of acres of adjacent land. I think we had close to five hundred. This is, remember, I'm trying to be accurate. I think we had close to 500 acres. Um, Also bought a bunch of nearby houses. Then we had construction projects, including building more houses, warehouse, print shop. We had a private airstrip. Um, Mm -hmm. And then after Keith's death in 1982, Melody um, took over. And I'm going to shut up so I don't come. Yeah, that's good. And um, the albums, right? So Keith is best known for being a contemporary Christian music musician. 
Um, his albums. He was an incredible USB. piano piano. I'm sorry, I just can't help myself. Yeah, he was you an can incredible piano player. Like he he his style. So for those of you who have no clue at all, you should go you know Google or listen to Google. something at some point. Like yeah, like he he was like sort of Elton John, sort of sort of Billy Joel, but with this giant Jufro. And okay, I'll shut up. Okay. Yeah. Um, You know, and one of the things he didn't want to have to sell his albums like everybody else did in the bookstore, right? So he actually made a splash in contemporary Christian music for offering his albums for whatever you could afford. After the the last ones, not the first two. The first two were on a regular commercial venture. Yeah. Correct. But you can go on and you can see there was like the first one was for him who has this to hear. Then there was no compromise. Then there was, so you want to go back to Egypt and then we get into the newer well, ones. Well, Songs for the Shepherd was also, yeah. Anyway. Okay. I digress. I'll shut up now. You keep going. <laughs> well, I just want to say that, yeah, Songs for the Shepherd was one that I helped mail out, right? So that was yeah. the, the one that was offered for whatever you can afford. And we mailed out a lot of those albums. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know what? I, I believe that I believe he still remains one of the best selling ever Christian artists. Yeah, which he was kind of on the beginning before even CCM yeah. blew up. And CCM yeah. is another acronym for contemporary Christian music for those okay, of you very who good. know. Um, and then, you know, part of getting more of those people to help set out all those albums so that he didn't have to charge, they started an ICT program, which stands for Intensive Christian Training. It was very patterned a lot after the Youth with a Mission training programs. Yeah. It started in 1982. The first school had only 20 students. They would go on to, you know, have like 60 to 80 students coming in. But the first one um, was 20 students. They determined to have. You were one of them, uh, right? You were one. I was one of them. Yes, Yes. you were. Um, And, uh, you know, they were 10 week sessions within a second term of 10 weeks, but the second term you had to be accepted into it. Mm, Special. Uh, And they ran. Yes. And I was, of course, (laughs) accepted. They ran um, four of these a year. So special. Uh, very special. So you can imagine this was actually bringing in a lot of new people to help. Yes. To help roll up their sleeves and work. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, the plane crash. So July 28th of 1982, um, we had a leased twin engine Cessna plane. And um, very sadly, Keith, as we mentioned, two of his kids, a uh, pilot who was on staff with us, Don Burmeister, and a family that was visiting, um, Gary and Dee Dee Smalley, and all five of their children uh, were killed in this plane crash. And it was um, tragic and shocking and horrible. And, you know, there was, oh my gosh, the, the angst, the debate, the prayer, the questioning that went on both not just at Last Days Ministries, but all over the Christian world. All like, over that Yeah, was this it. the and devil's work? Was this God's will? And, um, you know, we'll, basically... We'll get, we'll get no commentary. We'll get into, we'll get into more of it later. Right? Arrogance and gravity. Okay. Yeah. Is that commentary? <laughs> yeah, well, sorry about that. Okay. okay. Why Wham! Youth oh, with a Mission... Wham. They were founded, this organization was founded in 1960 by Lauren Cunningham. And the whole idea is just getting young people to go all over the world and spread the gospel of Jesus. Remember that whole evangelical thing? Like, okay, Uh that's what this was. And 
But you also get these young people to pay the organization for that privilege, right? And of course, then they have to solicit money from their friends and family so that they can have money to go do these things. And there's a kick up and a little bit of a pyramid. Uh, I'm, I'm commentary there. Okay. <laughs> they run starting to get tuition. <laughs> I told you I have no self-control. Okay. They run yeah. tuition-based programs called discipleship yes. training schools or DTS. Yes. And then leadership training school, LTS, and I'm sure LTS. there's more things. And they have lots of bases all over the U.S. and all over the world. Yes. And if you look at YWAM, I know some people are like, is it YWAM, YWAM? <laughs> so if you're not in that world, it is It's YWAM. pronounced YWAM, Y-W-A-M. And then, uh, you know, Keith and Lauren Cunningham kind of hooked up there for a little bit with their shared vision. And so they had an agreement to do these concerts all over uh, to raise youth to go basically be recruited to youth with a mission. But um, as we know, Keith then died on a plane crash. But lo and behold, there was a video of him doing one of those concerts. So last days in YWAM um, joined team together and they did these memorial concerts all over the country to recruit young people. And I think the, I think they actually boast a hundred thousand or more youth were recruited Mm. as a result of those memorial concerts. Oh, that just makes me sad. Anyway. All right. The book, uh, the book title is no compromise by Melody Green. It's the life story of Keith Green. The first edition, it was written and released in 1989 uh, later, subsequently in years after that, there were there was an updated version, the updated and expanded version, which mm-hmm. just so happened to remove all references to certain persons. Like uh, uh, maybe <laughs> you and Martin. <laughs> yeah, um, like maybe us. Yeah, maybe so us. LDM post-Keith was very interesting. And most of my time there, right? Because he died pretty quickly after I was there. Right. Um, in 1991, it was officially absorbed into, you hear it here, folks? Drumroll! Music mission. <laughs> yes. So, you know, up until then, definitely you know, there was a lot of share. They're just a few miles down um, the road at the time of the property of last day's ministry. So there was a lot of shared teaching. Um, And in 1995, they ended up finally giving over to youth at the mission and then closing their doors. They left Texas, no more commune at last day's ministries. Right. And so I guess then people just went down the street to the Tyler base. Right. 2006, 2008, onward. Um, There's definitely, it moved kind of to a web-based business, Last Days Ministries, where you could get articles and the newsletters can be ordered, but there's no longer the physical Last Days Ministries as we knew it and loved it. (laughs) Is it still for whatever you can afford? So as far as I can see, there's always a price tag assigned to anything that you would want to purchase on there. Okay. So I don't, right. again, and, you know, wanting to be honest, I haven't ever tried to purchase something okay. there. So if I tried to not say I didn't have any money, they might honor that. But okay. it does look okay. like prices are coming right. that. So for people who want to uh, learn a little bit more, get a flavor. There is a biography available on, on YouTube. You know, it's 
called the Keith Green story or Keith Green documentary, your love broke through. Um, it's got some pretty cool stuff in it. Yeah, you know, it's it, not going it to be the full story, but definitely you get the yeah. flavor. Sure. Yeah, you definitely get the flavor. I think, you know, my kids have watched it and it was, you know, helpful to, you know, for them to put some faces to some names. Yeah. Um, LDM information services and product promotional. If you YouTube that, we'll probably put a link in our show notes. Um, it's a very interesting 10 minute quick video tour of what really? it was like in 1984. Yeah. You can see some of the players, the oh. old computers. You can see some of the products. You see the presses going. Um, have I seen so- that? I don't think that you have, but my nephew sent it to me and he's like, oh my God, when I looked at this, this is so like a cult. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm going to have to go back Uh, and watch that. I didn't. Yeah. So again, it gives, you know, definitely some visuals to some of the things that we're talking about. All right. Okay. All right. Well, to wrap up, I guess we should say define what is Feet of Clay Confessions of the Cult Sisters podcast. Yeah. So. Mm We're launching now. It It is. It's long. It's long. But oh, well. (laughs) All right. So we're launching this spring of 2023. Might be short-lived. Might be amazing. Mm -hmm. Might be Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. Whatever it turns out to be, this I know, Tracy. We're going to have a lot of fun in the midst. We're going to have a lot of fun together. We've walked a long road together and some of it's been, you know, heartbreaking and some of it's just been crack up funny. So yeah, painful shit and a lot of humor (laughs) that goes with it. Hey, you know, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm hoping we kind of started making a short list of folks that we know that were involved with last days way back when. And uh, I think we're going to be able to have some of them on as guests as well. So that'll be interesting. That will be very, very interesting. Hey, you know know, what I had been reaching out to us and um, volunteering their stories. And so we haven't put all that together yet, but stay tuned because I think there's going to be some very good stories coming. You know what else I want to do? And like, okay, you know, I don't really know how to do this Instagram and these other sort of things. Okay. But I was thinking it would be also cool to have something where people can send us their questions, you know, and like we could answer the burning questions that people just must have the answers to. So anyway, I don't know if that's an idea. They they might send you some things you might not want to read too. So just, well, that's true. That's true. Okay. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, Tracy, thank you for being the one to drag me along and get this thing going. I'm really excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm finding it cathartic and helpful already. And uh, yeah, sister. Sister, sister, let's get this thing going. All right, rock on. (laughs)